Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So we've been talking, actually last week I think we just had demonstration <laughs> of, the, of the Holy Ghost, uh, but before that we were talking on the gifts of the Spirit, and so we're going to continue with that tonight. And uh, we're singing that song, you know, that we believe he's, he's a miracle-working God. And I'm going to talk about working in miracles tonight. Also, the gift of faith. Kind of, they kind of go together, the power gifts and the gifts of healing. So, y'all interested? <laughs> I think we need to learn and grow because it's been prophesied. And I'm going to read part of that in a little bit over what God's expecting us to do. Amen. Amen. We're all volunteers in this army. Amen. We're all the volunteers in the army of God, and we each have a place, and we each have a purpose, and we have a destiny in Him. Amen. And we want to know how to operate in that, right? And that's what we're here for, is to learn and to grow. So, We'll start with 1 Corinthians again, chapter 12, just a couple of things. Verse 1, now concerning spiritual brethren, I would not have you ignorant. And we've talked about this before. We, we are not ignorant people. We are going to understand what God wants for us to understand. We are going to be those people that are not ignorant, that are not held back because of what we think, because of sometimes who we think we are or are not. But we are going to be those people that are going to press for the gifts of the Spirit, press for the things of God, and believe to see the manifestations of it flowing through our own hands. Amen? Put your hands out. Put them out there where you can see them. And look at them. And you say, these hands are anointed of God. They are the hands that will carry the anointing, heal the sick, raise the dead. My hands will be used in this hour in the name of Jesus. Yes, hands. I'm speaking to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. That's you. That's me. Amen. We are those that believe. And Jesus said, those that believe, these signs are going to follow them. He's going to confirm the signs, right? Just go back. Look at Mark 16. We know this, but you know what? We've got to do more than just know it. It's got to be not be just a scripture that we can turn to and that we can say, yeah, I know that's in there, but not believe that he's talking to us. Say, this scripture is talking to me. This scripture is talking about me. This scripture right here 
that Pastor Vicky's about to read. It's talking about me in Jesus' name. In Mark 16, verse 17. Well, we'll just do 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Who are they? Us. In my name, in the name of Jesus, shall they cast out devils. Who's going to cast out devils? I just want you to say, I am. I want it to become even more personal. They shall speak with new tongues. Y'all speak with new tongues? They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Who's going to lay hands on the sick? I'm so proud of y'all. Y'all are good students. Hallelujah. And verse 20 says, And they went forth and preached everywhere, everywhere the Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. So the Holy Ghost worked with the disciples and signs followed. So the Holy Ghost, say the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. is working with me. Therefore, Therefore. signs follow. Amen? The thing with the word is we've got to get it on the inside and we have to take it personally. That means we have to change our thinking. That we cannot keep the same mindset that we have had for years. I heard Chip Brim say, we need to school the mind. I thought, how true. So tonight you're in school and you're schooling your mind to change the thinking of your mindset instead of putting it off others to do the signs and the wonders and operate in the gifts of the Spirit. We are those that are going to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. We are those that are going to move out. And in order to do that, you've got to change your thinking. You've got to understand that the Holy Ghost is going to use you and wants to flow through you. We already know that Jesus is in us and we are in him, correct? And so if you are in him, then the power of God that's in Jesus is in you, correct? Let me hear that a little bit stronger, correct? So that power is already available to us. It's already there. It's not off and on, even though sometimes we think it is. It's not an off and on switch. Jesus is full of power all the time. Jesus lacks no power. Therefore, the church should lack no power. But the reason we don't operate in the power like we should is because our minds try to figure it out. And we try to get into that place and think, how could I heal somebody? How could God use me? Because the Word says so, first of all. And so we've got to school our mind. 
and get our mind into that place that we start taking hold of what Jesus said because these are his words, they're what he says, and he lives in us. He knew that he was going to come and live in us. He said, I'm going to come and I will make my abode in you, right? So when we got born again, I know you know this, but the Holy Ghost has got me going this way. So we come, he came and he abode, he came to live in us on purpose to make us people of power, to make us people of victory and not defeat. But in our mind, in our mind, in our mind, the enemy has played tricks on us. We have allowed ourselves to lessen ourselves. We've allowed ourselves to think like the world instead of thinking like Jesus. And so Paul, who moved and operated, and that's one of the things I hope we get to tonight is how Paul moved in the gifts of the Spirit. And he taught it to the Corinthian church so that they could move in a greater way in the gifts of the Spirit. Because that's what God wants for us. He wants us in that. That's why he said, I don't want you ignorant. I want you to understand that these gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, are for us and they are for the church and there's not an individual that is exempt okay raise your right hand and say I am not exempt from operating in the gifts of the spirit the Holy Ghost wants to use me in the gifts of the Spirit. So I make myself available to be used of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Somebody's getting it. As we are changing our think- thinking and we are coming out of ignorance. Coming out of ignorance. You're coming out of ignorance. He does not want you ignorant. So he says in verse 4, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. So there are diversities of the gifts of the Spirit, correct? As that's what the Word says. So he says, in the New Living it says, It is, no I don't want that yet. Wait, okay, so there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh all in all. It all goes back to the Holy Spirit. It all goes back to the Lord working in us and through us, correct? But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everyone, every man, See, you just said you're not exempt, right? That should have just erased in your thought life that you're exempt. Because he just said it's given to every man to profit. So 
the gift of the the gifts of the non gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit are in every one of us in some form or fashion to operate in us through us to profit someone. Right? It's not for us to look good. It's to profit somebody. It's to be a prophet. It's to be to be reaching out and helping somebody. Right? I know I've said several of these things sometime, but the Lord wants us to understand. So, in this, it's, this really means it's a distinct arising from a different distribution to different persons. So, the Holy Ghost is distributing gifts. It does not mean that you get all nine gifts. So, just erase that, and it'll make life a little easier. He disperses or distributes like he says, here's a gift for you. You can, and he'll teach you and show you what your gift is. It, you could have more than one. I'm not limiting you, but I'm just saying the Holy Spirit, when he said he's going to distribu- distribute these gifts as he wills. So that's what it says in verse 11. But all these work with that one and self-same spirit, it's the Holy Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. And I wanted to read that in the New Living. It says, It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift goes to each person. So we're not picking gifts. We're not saying, well, I like that one and I don't like this one. He distributes the gift Freely as he wills. And he will teach you and train you how to use that gift. How to hear from heaven. And how that gift operates. And how that gift flows through you. If you just operate in one gift, be grateful and thankful. Because he sees that that's the gift you need. Right? And you, I think sometimes people think, I need to operate in all nine gifts. Let's just learn to operate in one right now. <laughs> Let's not sweat it and try to figure it all out. Let's get, for, for, let's get accurate in one gift. And then if he adds another one, praise God to it. Amen? Amen? But let's learn how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit as he wills, as he flows through you, as you release that power. Amen? And so, again, he's going to go down in verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. And we've covered these. The word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles, which we're going to go over tonight. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues and to another the interpretation of tongues. So we want to look at some lives in the Word that operated in the power gifts. Now, the working of miracles, the gifts of healing, the gifts is an S, so there's more than one gift of healing. It's the gifts of healing in different operations. And then it's the gift of faith, and a lot of times they work together. 
They, uh, they come together and they work. You may have the gift of faith to see a miracle, but the working, working of miracles can work along with the gift of faith depending what is needed. So we're going to look at some lives and we're going to see some lives that operated in these gifts. So miracles, I looked it up in just the dictionary, and it says a miracle is an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. So the gifts of miracles come in, and they manifest into into human affairs. That is what the dictionary says. But when we're talking about miracles, it's the power of God. That's basically what it is. It's the word dunamis, which is the power of God. So it's the power of God coming into a situation. It's the power of God that can flow through your hands that we talked about earlier, and the gifts of healing can work. The workings of miracles can work as it flows through your hand. As you release the power of God out of you into somebody else. We've all seen it demonstrated in this house where the power of God, you felt it in your body sometimes when the power of God has come in. The power of God comes in to do something, to change something, to heal something, to deliver you, to do something. The power of God is there. And we've got to learn that that power is in every one of us. Say, I have, put your hand up. I like this. And Greg's ahead of me. We're going to say what Greg says. I have the power of God working in me and through me again. I have the power of God in me and working through me in Jesus' name. I'm taking the time to do that tonight. To school your mind. I'm believing for it to make your mind to make an adjustment. Anybody need an adjustment in their mind? Nobody took that one, huh? (laughs) Hallelujah. So, in Acts 2, let's turn to Acts 2. Verse 22, this is Peter preaching to the people. He said, you men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. So look what it says here. It says, this is what Peter is standing in front of the people saying. He says, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs. He was approved of God and operated in miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him, which God did by him, which God did by him in the midst of you as you yourselves also know. God did miracles through Jesus by him. What does that mean? The Holy Ghost flowed through Jesus, a man. The power of God flowed through him and, and brought healing into people's lives, right? 
Well, let me tell you all. Just put yourself in there. Oh, that's blasphemy. That was Jesus. Jesus is saying to you and I, we have to school our minds, change our thinking, and understand that same operation that went on through the ministry of Jesus needs to go on through the ministry of Patricia, needs to go on through the ministry of Vi, needs to go on through the ministry of all of you that are sitting out there. That same ministry, the same Holy Ghost, it's not another Holy Ghost. It's the same Holy Ghost. And I know we know that. But I know this. We don't know that. Or we would be operating in it. That means we have to bypass our mind. And understand that this same Jesus that went up sent the Holy Ghost, right? So that you and I could move in the Holy Ghost. It's one of the reasons he did it. So you and I could operate in that. It's amazing to me how powerful a man of God Paul was. And he learned all of this. And he operated in it and saw great miracles. If Paul can do some things, now I'm, I, I want you to understand there's different anointings, different gifting, different callings. So you may not operate in the fullness that Paul did because Paul had a special call on his life. But I want to talk about Paul and I want to talk about some of the miracles that he did. And I want to do it so that you take hold and understand you can too. You may not operate in the working of miracles, but you can operate in the power of God. Does that make sense? So, um, let's just look at a few things here. Let's go to, we'll go to Acts 6, 8 first. And it says, and Stephen, well, I think I'll back up. Verse 2, then the twelve called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Anybody out here full of faith in the Holy Ghost? Amen. So, and Philip. And I'm not going to name all the men. But let's go down to verse 8. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did what? Serve tables. And that's all he ever did. Oh, am I not reading that correctly? He did what? Great wonders and miracles among the people. So he operated in the working of miracles. He operated in that gift. We don't know what kind of miracles he did. But the word said he operated in the power of God. 
the word said that this man, Stephen, that was called to serve tables, all of a sudden, because he got in an environment, he was around people of faith, he was studying the word, he was full of the Holy Ghost, full of the power of God, and therefore he could not contain it any longer. And so when he served tables, he probably preached the word to him and healed the sick. Working of miracles took place, and it went out. Because he was a man that believed that he carried something. He believed it. And he didn't hold it back. See, that's part of it. You've got to believe that you carry that kind of power. You have to believe that. You have to believe, as I said earlier, I took the time to explain that Jesus lives in you. That power is already there. It's already in you. Why isn't it working? We've already gone through that, but we'll go through it again. Because it's what our mind thinks. And we have to get all out of our heads. That's what Stephen, he's a man, a mere man. He's not any different than you and I were. He was a man that went after God. He was a man that worked. He was a man that served the people. He was a man that uh, believed that God wanted to use him. And he just started doing it. He found his gift and operated in it. And the word says miracles took place. You know that had to be so cool for Stephen. When that, when those, that working of miracles started working, he had to be, listen, you got to take this to ordinary people, just like you and I. You got to understand that these people were just people that got born again just like you did, got baptized in the Holy Ghost just like you did, and then they had to discover their giftings, and they didn't have Paul teaching them at the time. They may have had some of the disciples, apostles, but you know, they were the early church. I didn't know squat about squat. So it ought to make us feel real good. And we don't have to know everything. We just have to be full of faith, believing that God wants to use us, believing that God wants you and I to step out in the gifts of the Spirit, in the operation of the Holy Ghost, and that God wants ordinary people to do supernatural things because that's what's on the inside of each and every one of us. It's there. It's not going to be. You're not waiting. One of these days, God is looking for an awakening now. He's looking for the church to come forth in power. He's looking for his people to rise up and to believe. We can no longer just sing, I believe he's a wonder-working God, and go away from this place and think he's not a wonder-working God. 
This is where we lose it. This is where things, you know, take, why things think, take so long and we don't see the miracles that we need to see. It's because we walk around or walk away from church and we're not changed. We leave church just like we came in, hoping maybe somebody will do it. But we are powerful beings. Powerful. We have the answer to life itself, to every problem. We do. Got to school our mind. But I think about the early disciples. I think about a, a man like Stephen that served tables. But he was working on changing his thinking. He's working on it. Maybe he did watch some of the apostles. Just watching them, observing. Hmm. They get up just like I do in the morning. They have to put their pants on one leg at a time. Hmm. Look at Peter. He's, he still jumps off at the mouth every once in a while. Come on. I'm just trying to get us to understand these are real people, but they're operating in a power. And one day, Stephen has an opportunity Maybe he's sitting there and he's taking a tray of food to somebody. And he sees that that person has a need. Huh. And maybe the word of knowledge rises up on him. Maybe he doesn't know what it is. But he steps out and he just says, I perceive that you have pain in your body. Is that correct? That person would answer and say, Yes, how'd you know? Well, I think the Holy Ghost told me. <laughs> he, may not, he may not say it, but he probably would think it. He said, Well, I'm going to pray for you. And he reaches out, and that person is totally set free. He's just as amazed as that person is. But you know what? He's learning. He's schooling his mind. He's sinking. That was some power. I bet he walked over to Philip and said, Wah! just came out of me. It was so cool. This person was sitting there. They were in pain. I got this in my mind that they were in pain. I laid these, these hands on them, and the power of God went out. You should have seen that man. He got zapped right there. Come on, let's be real. Phillips went, wow, Stephen, that's awesome. If you can do it, I think I'm going to try it. Come on, people are just people. 
we think these people, you know, they automatically were, Stephen was automatically, wah, 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 just going crazy. No, he had to learn. He watched and he learned. Because the Bible says he was full of faith. And faith cometh how? By hearing and hearing of the word. You know, that wasn't a scripture yet. These people were learning just like you and I are. Learning how to step out. Learning how to move. Learning how these things worked. And they did not have a New Testament to teach them. They were learning. And they were willing to step out and trust the Lord. Amen? Trust the Holy Ghost. That was in them. Let's go to Acts 8. Oh, man. This is Philip. And I'll just read a few little scriptures from here. Verse 5. Well, verse 4. Therefore they were scattered abroad and went everyone preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So these people, as Philip preached, what was Philip first? Waiting tables. And now he's out preaching. And now miracles are happening. Why? Because he stepped out. He believed God. He probably worked, as I said earlier, with Stephen's. And Stephen's been stoned now. And so they were scattered. And so Philip is taking the word out. And signs and wonders, miracles, and people are hearing them. That makes me wonder, what, what are they hearing what are they seeing? They are seeing miracles. I don't know what kind of miracles. They're going to tell us a few of them in the next verse. For unclean spirits crying with, oh, well, that's what they heard. For unclean spirits crying with loud voices came out of many that were possessed with them. How many want that anointing? Nobody raised their hand on that one. Demons coming out, screaming. That means people heard them. That means there was an intention. Things were going on and people were watching. You know, it takes boldness when you're casting out a devil. And it starts screaming on you. It starts manifesting on you. What are you going to do? Are you going to back down? You got to stay in that place. So it says... That miracles were taking place, and these were some of them. And many taken with palsies, and that, and that were lame, were healed. So probably the gifts of healing and the gifts of working of miracles were working together here in his ministry. And he was operating at a place that people were getting healed, delivered, the lame were walking. No telling. We don't know all the miracles that were taking place. But an ordinary man, my point is, an ordinary person stepped over, 
believed God and had signs and wonders in their ministry. Amen? I am not going to, I'm not even close to where I want to be. We're not going to talk about Paul tonight. I'm going to go read something that I prophesied in 2010 about the people of this church. And who does that include? Thank you. This was in 2010. We've been headed for this word for a long time. And now we've got to take hold of this and understand this word is talking about every one of us. Let's see. He was talking to the church. How does, you know, how does it operate? Well, your eyes are being opened up. In the days ahead, the glory, glory will be manifested on you, and you will begin to see that, you, oh, I didn't understand. I knew it was right, but I didn't understand how to move in it or how to flow in it. That's where we've been, not understanding how to move or to flow. And that's why I'm teaching on the gifts and the Holy Ghost so that we're going to know how to move and know how to flow in it. Not pastor and I, but who? Thank you. But the days of enlightenment are upon you to illuminate those areas so that you will know how to move in and receive what God has. For this is the hour that my church will receive and my church will move out and receive all the promises in the word. Those that are, who are hungry and those that are thirsty after my truth will get what they are seeking for. They will receive the freedom and the liberty that I have told in my word. For I am not holding them back. I'm not keeping them back. I am moving in the midst of my people to raise them up and be used in this hour in a glorious, glorious way. God said that in 2010, we fought for this word since 2010 to step into it. And he says that we are going to move in glorious ways. How did the earlier church, what did they operate in? The glory, the presence of God. And it, listen to what it says now. I will use you in signs and wonders as, as you have read of the apostles of old. Who will he use in signs and wonders? Y'all are getting it. Those things that they entered into and those things that they walked in and those things that they moved in. What we're talking about, the gifts of the Spirit moving out, watching miracles take place, laying hands on the sick, prophesying, operating in the word of wisdom, operating in the word of knowledge, allowing these gifts to be used in each and every one of us. God promised it to this house. So he's talking to us, right? He said, I'm going to read it again. I will use you. I will use you. You were a, a young lady, teenager, when these words were spoke, first spoken. And he said, I will use you in signs and wonders. I will use you in signs and wonders. I will use you in signs and wonders. I'm going to use you in signs and wonders. Right? Say, I'm going to be used in signs and wonders. He's talking to me. And I'm the one that's going to be used 
in signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Those things that they entered into and those things that they walked in and those things they moved in. Many of you have longed to see those things. Any of you long to see those things? Any of you? Yes. Amen. I've longed to see them. And they have not manifested in your life. But in this hour and in this day and in this move, you will see not only what the apostles and prophets did of old, but you will see my glory manifested in you and through you. That's a promise. That's a promise to this body. I believe it's to the body of Christ, but I'm just telling you right now, we as a body need to embrace this. We need to embrace it into the place that we believe that God wants to use us in this. So then what do we have to do? Change our thinking. Do what? School our brains. Hallelujah. And he said not only, wait, wait. See, my glory will be manifested in you and through you because this is my time. And he said, I've looked and have gone across the earth, and I've looked for people and have found some. No, this is not the only church that I have found who is hungry, but you, and he promised us this. This is a promise, but you are part of that move and a part of that people. That's what he promised us. That's what he's spoken to this house. That's our promise, and we're going to obtain it. Because we are going to school our minds and we're going to change our thinking and we're going to understand that God wants to use each and every one of us in this hour. Amen? Amen. We got to get it down on the inside of us that that power is already here. It's already been just like it was on Stephen, just like it was on Philip, just like it was on the early church. It's the same power, and it has never lost its power. It's been, I believe, it's going to be released in such a powerful way in this hour when God's people get into that place and just say, God, use me. I, I've got to walk in your power. And I'm going to step out in it. Not going to hold back in it. When you think about, I'm going to do this real quick, and you think about Paul. Now, Paul was a Pharisee. He was a religious man. He was caught up in religion. He had to go to the backside of the desert for three years. Why did he have to do that? Change that thinking. To get his old ways out of his mind. And step in to that place that God could use him in supernatural ways. The word says that through Paul's hands, through his hands, through his hands, miracles were released. Because he chose to believe. And he chose to say to totally change his thinking about who he was. And he totally allowed the old man to die. The old man 
to step into that place, he had to allow the old man to die. Because if he didn't, when those miracles and God wanted to use them, and if he was out there and about to lay hands on somebody, and that thought would go across his mind that said, you're a murderer. You don't deserve to carry this glory. I would have stopped him in his tracks. But he changed his thinking. And he'd say, I'd press. I'd press. I'd press. I wouldn't allow that old man to come up out of the grave. I wouldn't allow. You know why? Why would you go and open the casket up? I'm not trying to be crude. Where you would, where your old man is, and allow that to keep you in the grave. There's nothing there. Your past is your past. And so that's what Paul literally had to do. He let his past stay buried in order for him to move out and fulfill the call of God on his life. Because God called him. Stopped him on the road to Damascus and called him to the to the kings and to the to Israel and to the Gentiles. He was called. And so he had to change his mode of thinking. And that's exactly what we need to do. Change our mode of thinking. And really believe these hands carry the power of God. These hands, you should be looking at your hands. These hands carry the power of God. These hands are anointed of God. And these hands will lay hands on the sick. And the power of God will be released through these hands. These hands, these ordinary hands carry the power of God. And we're going to begin to get into operations of what the Spirit of God wants to do. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's Word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.